Hi everybody, this is Jonathan, and unfortunately I come to you with some very sad news. Back in August, we unexpectedly and suddenly lost Alan. Uh, As you know, Alan was my friend, my podcast partner, and my brother. We knew each other for 30 years. We met in college and we bonded over our love of comic books and cartoons, Star Wars, and other such genre movies. We owe a lot to Alan. Uh, He called me on his way home four years ago from his cousin's wedding and said we should do a podcast. And I said, well, what would it be about? And he said it would be about our conversations in regards to comic books and toys and movies and things of that nature. And before I knew it, we were recording our first episode on Thor Ragnarok. And ever since then, we've been recording our thoughts and our opinions on everything geek. It was because of the success of The Nerd and Me that many podcasts were started. And I think we all kind of owe a debt of gratitude to Alan. You know, after The Nerd and Me was the Enter the Nerd Zone, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, Fat Guys in Little Coats, Conversations with Jay and Pete, Kevin and John's Big Stupid Podcast, and our story and there's probably a few more that I don't remember I'm going to miss my friend Alan he was a good man and a great friend we worked very hard to bring you guys good informative shows but we always wanted it to be filled with knowledge and fun, but we always wanted it to sound like just two good friends having a conversation. And I think we did that. And we appreciate all of our listeners, everyone that followed us on Nerd and Me, and Dr. Indiana Jones, and Mom's Basement Collectibles on Instagram. Unfortunately, I don't have access to Alan's. Dr. Indiana Jones Instagram and I know he was in the middle of recreating the first movie with fans of the show well I mean fans of the Indiana Jones movies and they had submitted clips to him for him to publish weekly on Indiana Jones his Instagram maybe I can suggest if you guys want to Publish them yourselves on your social media and maybe tag his Instagram or the Nerd to Me Instagram. That would be great because I think Alan knew how hard you guys worked and he would want you to show what you did. So, this will be the last episode of the Nerd to Me podcast. We recorded this. Uh, 
in early August. Uh, we would sometimes record shows that we would keep in our vault in case one of us went away on vacation or became ill or was too busy to record a certain week and something we could publish uh, just, you know, in case we weren't able to get together and do a new show. I think it's fitting. It's on um, an episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. I believe our second episode ever after Thor Ragnarok was uh, an overview of the cartoon Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. One of the first things him and I bonded on was our love of that cartoon. Uh, brought back great childhood memories. And uh, we wanted to start kind of a new thing where we would take an episode of a show or a cartoon and talk specifically about that episode. So we chose for our first show of this experiment, I guess if you want to call it that, was Seven Little Superheroes from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. It was both of ours favorite episode of that cartoon. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening and being fans of the show. Uh, I don't think Alan and I ever thought we would have the amount of listeners we had that we would have made the friends we've made over social media uh, and just the wonderful times we had recording the shows and doing the research for the episodes and you know hopefully we made you laugh hopefully we made you think and hopefully we made you nostalgic if you grew up in the 80s or even in the 90s so as I stated earlier this will be the Nerd and Me's last podcast I don't think I'm done podcasting but I will not be podcasting under the Nerd and Me banner this was Alan's idea. This was his uh, baby, I guess is the best word for it. And it would feel wrong to keep doing it without him. Uh, as for me, I don't, I don't know what I'll be doing. Uh, I'll probably pop up on you know, Jay's podcast or somewhere else. But I want to thank Again, everybody that's listened and everybody that's interacted with us on our Instagrams. Um, and I really hope you enjoy this last episode. Thanks. This is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd and Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to take an episode from our favorite 80s cartoon, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit about it, because I think we can say it's probably our favorite episode of that series. Although, watching and flipping through it 
on Disney Plus in preparation of the show. There's a lot of good episodes of this cartoon. What would what would you say are your top three? Uh, well, um, I like the origin of the Spider Friends mm-hmm. with the Beetle. Uh, yeah, with the Beetle. I liked uh, a Firestar. Just in terms of story and stuff, I'd say uh, a Firestar was born. It'd be two, and then number one would be Seven Little Superheroes. Oh, okay. So I got seven little. I would say I agree with you on that one. Firestar is born. I like, and I like the the episode when uh, when Firestar and Iceman go to their X Men reunion. And they oh go yeah, to, yeah, that, yeah. That's cool. And the jugger, the backstory is a juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. But I just I don't know. I guess maybe I just like the origin stories, or maybe yeah. I'd switch out because I do like a Firestar is born a lot, and I did, and of course Seven Little Superheroes, which is the show we're going to talk about, uh, is my favorite. I, maybe I could switch out the origin of Spider Friends for another one, the X Men one. Wait, the X Men and two, two of them or one of them? Well, you know what? I feel like there were I, two of them. I I want to say it's yes, there were two. Yes, because one of them was uh, oh, some guy was trying to. It was like Firestar's ex boyfriend. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, and the Juggernaut. So yeah, that it was two. Yeah, the Juggernaut one's the best. But the better of those two, I think. Yeah, and that's where I got confused because Wolverine comes out with like with an Australian accent. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, we all thought he was Australian because he's he was my first exposure to Wolverine, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah same here. He was awesome. Yeah, he he, he made a shish kebab with his claw. <laughs> that's right. But, <laughs> but I remember the other one had Thunderbird in it, and you, yeah, that's. I think that was one of its strengths. Is it brought in a lot of different other superheroes and superheroes you didn't know existed. Like, just like I said, just flipping through it today, um, the, well, the, you know, there's one where they fight Loki and there's Thor's in it. Um, Captain America shows up in Seven Little Superheroes and he shows up in another one. Um, you know, the Black Knight shows up in one. So we got to see a lot of different, uh, Iron Man shows up in one, uh, a lot of different heroes. And I thought that was pretty cool. Because for some reason, with the success of the Super Friends, you think Marvel would have done like an Avengers type show, but they never really did. And I think it, I think part of the charm of the show was that we did get to see all these different superheroes. Was there? I mean, I wonder what were the Avengers? You know, the comic book itself was it as popular at that time? Maybe that maybe that was the deal. It just wasn't, you know, like like a big thing at the time. Because I remember. If I recall, I think Fantastic Four, they were like the, the main like team uh, comic book at the time. Maybe Avengers wasn't clicking during the 80s, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, the Super Friends didn't have a comic book unto itself. They just took their best heroes and put them together on the show. Yeah, true. If you, look at, if you look at Amazing Friends, like all the guest stars were like not, well, not all because Thor was in it, Cap was in it, Iron Man was in it. But they had quite a few superheroes that weren't, a list. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the seven little superheroes, like Shanna, the She Devil, or they call all the right. Jungle Beat on this. Yeah. But you're like, oh, hey, Shanna, Namor, Doctor Strange. You're like, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about seven little superheroes, shall we? Sure. Yeah. So interesting when I'm, when I'm watching this, and you know, like Jonathan said, like we both rewatched it. You know, man, I totally forgot actually how. How almost devastating some of how the chameleon took some of these guys out. 
it was actually kind of like, whoa, I forgot how, how rough this guy was. And, and you know, the cool thing was, the well, I think I would have been better if, because the chameleon is basically trying to get back at all these superheroes, you know, basically because they're always, they, they, like he says himself, they keep foiling all of his, all of his like escapades and stuff. I wish they had some previous episodes of him going, like the guys going against the chameleon and right. thwarting his plans and all of a sudden he's like okay i've had enough you know yeah well it's funny because in the in, and i'm glad you brought that up because in, in the beginning of the episode you know chameleon's doing his villain villain's monologue about how he's going to destroy everybody and for some reason he talks in rhyme i don't know what that's about <laughs> he, everything he says he rhymes in this episode but he's doing his little spiel about how he's going to destroy the superheroes and he's got these little like metallic or i don't know maybe rock or clay models of them that he disposes of as he discusses how he's going to do it. And I'm, I'm in my head, I'm goofing on him because he, he's got Shanna, I think it was Shanna, on this, like, he's just got it on this computer console and it opens up underneath her and it, and the statue drops into a lava pit. And I'm like, well, that's convenient that, he, that he's got the quarter. To, I'm like, what's he, like, just put, does he just put his trash on that panel and click it? And, so I'm like, well, so I'm watching this again. I'm like, this is pretty goofy. But then, as he's, you're right, as he's doing the tricks, like how he gets Namor, I, I had forgotten how he got Namor to dive into a pool of alcohol. I was like, and not only, did, I was like, oh man, that's pretty smart. That when Namor tries to fly away, he sets the pool on fire and the whole room goes off. I'm like, what? Genius. Like, yeah, that's, it's devastating. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. 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 And, and, to, and to think too, like how he took out each individual like a hero i mean they were pretty well thought out and i was thinking man this chameleon guy has deep pockets to own a castle like that and look at the tech that he has he he was able to build like this fourth what did he call a force shell so they they can't escape i was like wow you know i didn't even think about like this guy's loaded you know and all the elaborate traps that he created and stuff it was it was it's pretty impressive actually and just the thought of of him Putting Firestar and Iceman next to each other in cells so that that as they tried to get out, they'd be canceling each other's powers out and keeping. They were their own jailers because they kept each other from escaping and they didn't realize it. And um, I, I will say that Captain America's trap was a little s- silly, where Spider-Man goes, "Cap, to get away, dry, dive in that water." And it's quicksand. <laughs> Ooh, it's quicksand. <laughs> like, Good idea, Spidey. And he <laughs> like, come on, Cap. And then let's not forget. You know, that they got these. They, so the premise is they all get these invitations to come to this mysterious party. And um, somehow he knows exactly where they're going to be. He knows the exact building Spidey's going to be hanging off of. And, and he, he hangs his, his, he hangs the letter upside down, which I thought was he cute. Hangs it upside down. And, yeah. and, then, and then when he's reading the letter, he's like looking out over the city. It's upside down also. Like the city of New yeah. York, it's upside down. Good, good directing. Yeah. But that, you know, I, I, so when they open up and they're they're all all those seven of them are in the in the foyer of the castle, I'm like none of, like none of them know what's going on. They just blindly accept an invitation to a party. I'm like, and, all right. In some manners, like he he just he's like, I thought this was a party for superheroes, not super idiots or something like that. <laughs> super freaks, he called them. Super freaks, and Ice Man's like, that's like, cold. Yeah, like, that's cold, man. <laughs> but um. So I'm watching this episode and I'm looking at Angelica in 
in the beginning, when she, before you know, uh, when they're at the apartment before they get the mission. Yeah. And I'm looking, at, I'm staring at her. I'm like, I don't know if this was in the notes, but I, I feel like this was supposed to be Mary Jane. She looks exactly like a John Romita drawing of Mary Jane Watson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my head. I'm like, that's just that's weird. I know that the story is they wanted to use a human torch, right? But they couldn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. She looked to me exactly like Mary Jane Watson. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was done on purpose. I guess, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't research who actually designed Firestar because she was created specifically for the show because, like you said, they couldn't get the human torch. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Could be Mary Jane. Yeah. If Mary Jane right. had powers, yeah. So uh, they're, they're in the, um, they're in the castle. You have, let's go over to seven little superheroes. So you got Spidey. Uh-huh. You got Iceman. You got Firestar. The Amazing Friends. So you got Cap. Namor. Uh, Shanna, the Jungle Queen, and Doctor Strange. He was pointless. <laughs> yeah, he, he got swallowed by a robot. <laughs> that he didn't know was a robot because he's the one that screams, "It's a demon!" And then it's like, but Spidey knows right away that he's he, that the spider is 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 mechanical. Yeah. So, but you you got to realize, man. I mean, they they actually packed in a lot of story in. I think it's like twenty two minutes. Uh, of cartoon oh yeah so they, yeah they got the point across pretty pretty well but so uh why do you think they picked these particular heroes like you said like these aren't your mainstream like like the like the jla uh why do you think they went with the doctor strange and the submarine and, and she devil or what do they call her she she's something she, the jungle queen they call yeah her. why do you think they went with these particular characters i i honestly don't know i was thinking about it i'm like Maybe, maybe because they were the best suited for the traps they wanted to write about. I like, I don't know. I oh, okay, yeah, that could be yeah. it. You know, they kind of work backwards I, with the story. Yeah, I because they are like, especially back in what was eighty two. This came out. Shanna and, and Doctor Strange and Namor, they weren't really big names in comics at the time. You know, I'm wondering, because I know they couldn't use Human Torch for Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. I wonder if if uh, other like Marvel characters were tied up. With other, you know, properties or or cartoons that they couldn't, you know, use them. Well, let me ask you this: since we yeah. both read around the, we both read comics around the same time, when you, I mean, when you think of DC female superhero, you think Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. So who would you th- who would you say is like the Marvel female superhero from the back then? Uh, Invisible Woman. Probably She-Hulk. right. She Hulk, mm-hmm. I guess. She Hulk. All right, so would you sub in She-Hulk, or would she be too strong? I'm sure they could work around that with the writing, though. Uh, oh, so you're saying that they have to have a female character? I'm sure that was one of their, you know, because why Shanna? Shayna, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. She, she's very obscure, even even from, very like... Obscure. Like, from... Kazar would be less obscure, and he's pretty obscure. Yeah. But... So this took place in 81. I don't know. Maybe Tarzan was being at the time. Where's the Kazar? Am I been saying his name on this whole time? Is it Kazar or Kazar? I right, this spelled I think K A Z A A R. So tomato, yeah, but it's separated by a hyphen, so the K the A might be short. Ka, ka, Kazar, Kazar, uh, uh, Kazar. Anyway, it's not the time. I've been saying it for thirty years that way. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think like who could they have subbed out 
that was more popular female. I don't know how popular Wasp was. She's been around a long time. Maybe Spider Woman, but Spider Woman at one point had her own cartoon, which was kind of weird. It's on Disney. You know, you're probably right. I wonder if they kind of worked backwards from the story itself. Like, you know, they had to think about like what traps could they do that were feasible for these guys. Like, you couldn't have something like a She Hulk because maybe she'd be too physically powerful. Right. You'd have to write. You'd have to write around the Amazing Friends. Right. right? So you had to have Bobby. What was Bobby in in a flame cage? Right. Mm-hmm. And they froze Firestar in a block of ice. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Spidey's the reason they got out. Yeah. Well, they'll say it was Miss Lyons. Oh, <laughs> and they had to bring Miss Lyons because Aunt May was sleeping over a friend's house for a weekend. Oh, hey, dude, I think Miss Lyon has superpowers because she's like, oh, we can't take her to the party. And Angelica's like, oh, because they have C A T S. Miss Lyons' like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can spell. <laughs> That's what I want. I want a Marvel Legends Miss Lion. We have one. I want a I want a Marvel Legends Amazing Spider Man us uh, Amazing Friends line. I want them to put all the figures out that look like they did in the cartoon. I want a Thor, I want a Cap. I want oh, that I gotcha. silly looking Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony Blade. I want I want a I want a swarm, swarm, swarm. <laughs> I want an arcade man. Video man. Or video man, I mean. Video yeah. man. I want uh-huh. Flash Thompson. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, you anyway. never know. So, yeah, we should write a letter. <laughs> a Sunfire, an Australian Wolverine. It'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. So, what were we talking about? I, uh, I don't Ms. know. Ms. Line had some Yeah, and there's um, a part oh, yeah, where so... Ms. Line was going to drop in the pit, and she hovers for three seconds before Spidey oh. catches her. I'm like, wow. You know, Maybe I wonder. Maybe so. Interesting. <laughs> but so you figured they had to they, they had to build the traps for the spider friends and then then work their way around, outward. I think, right? Yeah, I, I, that actually makes the most sense. That's what they did, you know, to pick these obscure characters. Because Cap doesn't really do anything either. Nothing. He's he's really pointless in this. You know, he doesn't bestow that leadership quality, and you know, uh, he, he he went down really easy. Yeah, and you're right, Doctor Strange. Like, you're, well, it's so it's not like I don't know. I don't know why they chose these guys. I'm just trying to think who else they could have picked. I think Daredevil would have been a good one. Daredevil would have been cool. Um, you know. I can't think of uh, who's who's out and about. Back who, yeah, who was big in the early '80s that you would choose? Mostly or to at, at least showcase, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Hawkeye? Why would not Hawkeye? But, you know, it is cool that they use these obscure characters because I wouldn't have... I mean, uh, this cartoon really exposed me to, like, a lot of a lot of the characters I never knew about because I didn't read all the right. comic books at the time. So it was pretty cool with that. And I think that's one of the reasons I, you know, when when it came on... You know, we, we've talked before. We did I mean, we did a show on this show, on, on me and friends before. And we talked about how there's only, like, 24 episodes, but when we were kids, it felt like there were, like, 100 of them. <laughs> yeah. But you, we would see the same ones over and over again, and I always loved it when it was seven little superheroes. And I think it's because you got to see the different heroes. And then there's there's also one where they're at a costume party where most everybody's there dressed up like a superhero. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think that's why I like this show more than when it was just Spider Man when he was solo because they just kind of brought in a lot of. A lot of different Marvel heroes. 
Yeah. It's such a simple, like, looking show, but it just works, you know? Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Where are my notes? I was going to bring up some things. Look at the notes. Oh, okay. I got some questions for you. Um, okay, yeah. So, so Cap went down pretty easy. How would be a good way that they could, like a different way they could have taken down Captain America? It's a good way they could have taken down Captain America. See, the thing with Namor, I mean, that was brutal. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I need to yeah. refresh myself. But yet he just came from the outside by the moat. He could have done it there. But right. don't you think you would have smelled alcohol? I mean, alcohol is pretty pungent. Yeah, you know, I thought about it real quick. Then, then I reminded myself, you know, this is, built, this is me for eight, <laughs> nine, ten years. Yeah. But it was but, pretty brutal, man. Yeah, I mean, that was good, too. And, and um. I, I, what's a good way to get cap? I, you know what's good too is when the chameleon at some point impersonates some of the other heroes, and he always he, he was able to find a reason why he couldn't use his powers or something. Yeah, and I think that was hard because I was going to say, oh well, maybe he could have chameleon could have pretended to be Cap and then fought Cap, but I'm like, no, he he's not the Taskmaster. He's not going to fight like Cap. He's going to get his butt kicked because he just just because he looks like Cap, but. Um, I thought that was really smart too that they made it so that he infiltrated them, but he was smart enough not to use their, you know, the person's powers in front of them. I mean, it does get him caught when Spidey, when he's like, when he's at his Firestar and he's like, Firestar, throw, you know, help Doctor Strange, and he's like, I can't, I'll, I'll hit him. And Spidey's like, the real Firestar could have put a fireball and gotten nowhere near Doctor Strange. <laughs> You're like, a fake. He knows he fights with Firestar. He knows. Yeah. Um, so who could have? What could well, I, take Cap out? Well, I, I think I, I wish Cap went down by Chameleon using, like I said, like impersonating like somebody else, like like he did with everybody else, kind of. Well, know? I think I think it was smart to put Cap in, in quicksand because you know he is acrobatic and and a fighter, so you get something to slow him down. That's good. But I think the way they got him into the quicksand was pretty dumb. Just well, by they were trying to get away from something. Spidey goes, "Quick, Cap, jump in there." pond or whatever it's like okay <laughs> but if you look at the whole grand scheme of things i mean what was a chameleon's big like what was the ultimate plan was to really get them in the castle and blow it up you know so you had them in the castle why don't you just the moment they arrive blow up the castle <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the, this whole charade of like people turning on each other was just pointless really if that's what if his ultimate plan was to kill them he could have killed cap he could have killed like literally killed everybody if you wanted to. It seems like. And she, look, Shanna has no powers. He could have killed her with like a bullet. <laughs> Easily, yeah. The and like I said, taking her out. Yeah. But no, he. At, remember, he, at one point, he had, they were all captured by him until Spidey broke out. Yeah. You know, he had them all, and they were all in their little cages or whatever. Well, they had three. Of them. That's funny. That's how powerless three of them are. He didn't have a special cage for him he just built a regular cage and put dr strange <laughs> and Shannon there that's right and then you know he had the freeze fire star he had the sun lamp on namor and then he had the um the flame cage for ice Man, which i thought was also very smart when spidey broke them out is he puts the heat lamp off of namor and puts it on the block of ice holding fire star that melts that water runs down rejuvenates namor and puts out the flame bars of the of Iceman's cage. 
I thought that was that was pretty smart. It's awesome. I, that's almost like one of my favorite scenes in this whole yeah. episode was how they do because they did something like that. Oh, did they do something like that with uh with Spidey and the X Men? I I can't. I remember the, like they're all being trapped in like a a, a jail. And is that the Juggernaut one or the other one? The no, other one? it's it's the other one. And Professor X is like, oh, Spider Man, let me read your mind, and he does something similar with that too. And does he does he promise to keep his uh, identity secret or something like that? Yeah, he's like, oh, Spider Man, don't calm down. I won't reveal your secret. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> yeah. So that one's called the X Men Adventure. Which one is the? Uh... Which one's the? Um... Oh wait, that might be the origin of Iceman, right? Is that the one we fight Juggernaut? No, Juggernaut is. I think don't they also like weave in, or is that don't they weave in the origin of Iceman in that one? No, I don't think that's a that's Iceman's origin was different. <sighs> well, I'm looking oh. at IMDb and I can't find the second. I can't find the Juggernaut one. Let the origin see. of Iceman. When Iceman seems to be losing his mutant powers. The gang recalls how Bobby Drake acquired them in the first place. To later determine that maybe connect the video man. No. Yeah, it's called the X Men Adventure. Spider friends meet the X Men in battles. Oh no, that's a cyborg. That's not it. So, oh, it's a Firestar is born. Durr. No, it can't be. During an X Men reunion, Angelica Jones recounts how she became Firestar. Oh, the- that's right. Yes, 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 it is. Wow, that, that had a lot going on in that episode. Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually true, because Spidey was doing his thing with the Juggernaut, Firestar was telling her story, That's and right. we got the X-Men battle at the They're end. At That's the a cool episode. Right, so Firestar and Iceman are at the reunion, and Spidey's on his own, and the Juggernaut is making his way to the reunion to get Charles Xavier, and Spider-Man is trying to run interference. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and eventually, get, yeah, that's a good, oh, i got to watch that one again. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, we got 7.7? They know what they're talking see. about. Yeah, let's see what the highest highest rated one is. Um, I think it's yeah, seven little superheroes. All right, you got. I'm just going to the eightos, eight is the origin of the super spider friends. I keep wanting to say super friends. Along came Spidey's and eight which oh, origin is, of Iceman was seven point nine. Yeah, Fire Server was only seven point seven. People are crazy. They're crazy. You think seven little superheroes a bit? The, the bit no, seven little superheroes only seven point seven. Oh yeah, origin. Yeah, origin of the Spider Friends was eight I'm gonna have to join IMDb so I can rate these things higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But Seven Little Superheroes is a great, great story. I mean, his plan is convoluted. I like that his getaway is just a normal helicopter. <laughs> right. Hey, I got some I like- trivia for you. Or not really trivia. Little facts. The voice that did Captain America. Is George Desenzo? You know who that guy is? Um, wasn't he married to Mrs. Desenzo? He was uh, Lorraine's father in Back to the Future. No way. Way, yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. Let's see. Uh, okay, and the guy that voiced Doctor Strange, his name is Bill Woodson. He was the narrator for the Super Friends. Back no, to the whole of justice. The narrator was uh, Ted Knight. Ted Knight. You mean the guy that goes, meanwhile? You know what? When I was reading that, Ted Knight's name did actually, it came up also. I wonder if he replaced him. Oh, wait. This one, you said the guy that his name were? Oh, maybe that's why he sounded familiar. Hmm. The one that said, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. 
Yeah, him? that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. And if, if you want to see Dan Gilvezan, he's actually going to be in, uh, uh, what's it, the, the Anaheim Convention Center on August 8th. Who's Dan Gilbazan? Oh, he, he did the voice for Spider-Man. Oh, really? I like him. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. His voice for, was he Bumblebee also on Transformers? I think maybe, but I, I definitely know he was Spike. Maybe he did Bumblebee too. Oh, maybe I'm confusing the two of them. Yeah. I met Kathy Garver. I, I think I brought that up on the show before. Uh, got a picture with her, with my daughter. And, and oh, what did she write? She wrote to my on my daughter's thing... Uh, from one fire star to it, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he was Bumblebee. I'm looking at Dan's IMDb. Oh, Bumblebee. He wasn't. I, I could have sworn he was Spike also. Just like uh, the guy that did Cobra Kai. I think he was. Wasn't he Duke he also? Who? Duke. Did he play Duke also? Dan Gillison. I don't remember. Uh, no. It says he was Slipstream and Beachhead. On oh, GX okay. Joe. Uh, Bumblebee and Transformers. His Challenge of the Gobots. And Frank Walker was just everything else. <laughs> yeah, Frank Walker, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's still around, Frank Walker. Yeah. I feel like he does. Um, I'm pretty sure he's one of the Animaniacs, which, you know, I love the Animaniacs. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. He is probably Yakko, I think. He did the voice in Raiders of the Lost Ark for the monkey. When the monkey monkey does Hi Hitler, you can hear Frank Walker go, Hi Hitler! <laughs> in monkey voice. No way. Yeah. Get out of here. No. It's down here. The monkey talks. Well, in, in monkey squeak. It kind of sounds I... like Hi Hitler, but it was at Frank, Frank uh, Welker did that. Uh, you know, I don't think he must do other voices than Animaniacs because I'm missing him as. Yeah, I don't think he's one of the main players. Let me see. Uh, Tom Maurice, Jess Farnell was Wacko. Maurice LaMarche is the Brain. Tress McNeely is Dot. Oh, Rob Paulson. No, that's Pinky. Who's Yakko? Anyway. Um, yeah, so if. You're a listener to this show and you have Disney Plus and you haven't watched Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, press pause and go watch that show right now. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, <laughs> go, go watch that show immediately. Because that is one of the best superhero shows to come out of the year. I put that, I put those 24 episodes up against the, the season of Challenge of the Super Friends, where they fought the Legion of Doom all se- that whole season. Oh. Yeah, because that's a great that's a great season of the Super Friends Challenge of the Super Friends season. <laughs> I gotta go see if that's on HBO Max. The Challenge of the Super Friends. So, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about. So, Spider Man's Amazing Friends were paired was paired with Hulk for an hour. You had a half hour Hulk show, and then you get Spider Man, and I hated the Hulk show. I hated oh, it was so boring. I, I was, was so annoyed. So, yeah, and that to me is probably it's near the top of one of my worst least favorite um spider-man meets your friends up with spidey goes hollywood oh. the whole <laughs> yeah so what would, what would you say is that we did the best what, what do you think is the worst episode of the meeting right oh there's one it's called something uh guard star does that sound familiar to you i have to look up that, that say guard star 
Yeah, that one was. I didn't like that. Is that where uh, isn't Peter in love with a future girl? Yeah, from a, yeah from another world. It got a little hokey. I, I think that was like the last that. episode or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, kill time at that point. <laughs> Probably, I would say that one's not one of my faves. I have to look at the list. List of episodes. Spider Man. Uh... Oh, I didn't. I didn't care for um, Bride of Dracula. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I liked the the one with Magneto in the prison. Oh, that that was really good, actually. I like. <laughs> I like. I think the whole episode they're trying to figure out who Angelica, Angelica's gonna have go on a date with. It was actually Magneto. No, is that the whole? She goes on a date with Magneto. She was supposed to, like like she was gonna go on a date, and she wouldn't say who it was. And in the end, she alluded to it was Magneto. That can't be right. Yeah, well, we have to rewatch it that at all. Rewatch it's it's That's the so very funny. last. Yeah, yeah. Rewatch it. I'm gonna have to rewatch. That's so funny. It. How about you? What are your least favorite episodes? I don't like. Yeah, you picked two of the good ones. I didn't like the Bride of Dracula. Um, the Save the Guards are was pretty boring. You know, Vengeance of Loki. I don't remember this episode. I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. That's where the, the the ship is frozen underwater. The Viking ship Thor's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that one. I don't care for that one too much. I'm gonna have to do oh, wait, like a I... whole rewatch on these. Is the guard stars? The guard stars different than the girl of tomorrow. Those are two different episodes. Is it? Because that's that's um the guard star is. Iceman's half sister. Sister, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm 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 talking about uh, the Guard Star one. Yeah, Lightwave. That's Iceman's half sister. Oh, yeah, these are all. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, Attack you know, the arachnoid doesn't sound familiar, but it sounds like I wouldn't like it. Yeah, you're right. Spidey meets the girl of tomorrow. I didn't like that one too much. Uh, the education of a superhero. I don't remember. Yeah, this third season looks crappy. <laughs> I guess that's why they ended it after season three. Yeah, yeah, it looks like season two is just all origin stories. Yeah, but they're a good. So let me see. Yeah, let me see if there's one. In... I don't know. You know, I, I think a lot of people like the Fantastic Mr. Front. But I wasn't a huge fan of that one. I if they made a Marvel Legends on him, I'm buying it. Mr. Frump. Yeah. With the powers or without the powers? Uh, with. <laughs> I didn't think about his outfit. <laughs> okay, so have you... Let me ask you this. I brought this up before, but it bears repeating. Have you have you watched the show on Disney Plus except for, I mean, any of the other episodes? Uh, Sunfire I watched recently. Okay, um, so you saw I the s- warning of Sunfire, right? No, you mentioned that to me before. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. Let me pull Dude, that episode up. That's something I'm going to pull up now. I'm going to read you the the warning. So it's yeah. All right. So apparently they're saying it's culturally insensitive. The episode, which I don't understand because they don't make fun of Japanese people at all. Right. I don't think. I'm um, to, you know, because I can't one, stand I mean, one of the Japanese guys is a hero, the other Japanese 
you know, so some fires a hero in it, and the and the uncle who's the bad guy, he's the bad guy. And yes, he dresses up like a samurai, but it's comic books. Mm-hmm. So where is it? Um, Disney Plus. So I, I I mean I haven't watched all the sh- shows, but I wonder where else there might be. Like, because I was truly taken aback. Like, there's some shows you can watch, and you're like, okay, I understand why they put that warning up. But when I was watching this, and that popped up, I was like, I don't even. I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not Japanese, maybe that's why, but I, I didn't see the issue. Here it is. <laughs> right, let me pause it. Oh, I can't pause it. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes are wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge and it disappeared. So let me start it over again. Let me start it over again. Uh, this program, uh, rather than remove this content, want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney's committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes. And it disappeared again. Let me refresh. With aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how stories have impacted society, visit www.disney.com slash stories matter. So they put that in front of um, Sunfire. And I... I remember you telling me about that, and I rewatched it, and I still can't figure out what they were pertaining to. Right. So, I mean, I don't care that they put the... I don't understand that they put the one in there. So, I don't want to say I don't care. I mean, it doesn't bother me that they did it. It would have bothered me more if they edited it. Yeah, I think that's... I think putting up that warning... You know, obviously, they're they're protecting themselves from something, right? Because if you didn't put it up there, and someone would feel sensitive to that particular episode well guess what's going to happen we would lose that episode yeah i mean because i watched the episode looking like like oh do they say a word or like right you know i mean like i i look i i like the looney tunes the old looney tunes episodes but i could see how some of them are banned or not shown again now right i get that because they did say especially the japanese ones when they were just coming out of the war and they you know they were using really bad slang terms for japanese people right but i did there was no i didn't see any words here i didn't see i mean unless the negative depiction is that the uncle is the bad guy but yeah i don't again i can't I don't think really he's figure the bad out... guy because he was japanese you know what i mean yeah i really don't know i couldn't figure out exactly what they were alluding to like what was so bad about that episode you know i don't know either and it was know. more progressive than other cartoons because it had a you know a white woman falling in love with a japanese man yeah yeah so yeah, that's a good I, point. yeah i i, I just, i was just taken aback by that i was like what is this no. so you know if if any of you guys have seen the episode and you know what it might be about in terms of the warning you know, drop us a line on one of our platforms, Instagram, most most likely. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, obviously, if you're watching it, and this is, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Jonathan. If if someone really feels it, it, like if they watch that episode and they said to themselves, "Whoa, this is like not good," yeah, I'm curious to see what that what that not good thing is. Yeah, I, what part I, was it? Was it right? Yeah, that was sad. Was it a depiction? Um, yeah, yeah. And you're I was right. like, oh. it, it, it is being progressive. You got, you got far, uh, Sunfire falling in love with uh, Firestar. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Any more trivia or questions you want to? <laughs> uh, ask no, but you know, I, I like I like like this little episode because, um, you know, like Jonathan said, we did do Spider Man as Amazing Friends, and the idea of like you know going back and doing the show and doing like a couple of episodes that that, that stand stand out uh, to both of us stand out stood out. Uh, I, I kind of like it, you know, kind of revisiting the, this cartoon and kind of like n- not nitpicking, but kind of looking at it from a different point of view. Uh, it was definitely fun. Like, I'm really, I really want to rewatch, I think, all these episodes. I don't think I've gone through a whole bunch of these in a long, long time. Uh, maybe because I have Disney Plus, you just take it for granted that it's always going to be there. Anything else you wanted to add? No, not about the show, no. Alright, so, hey, let's talk about uh, other geek stuff that's going on today. Yeah, we gotta talk about Loki episode 4, so spoiler alerts, if you haven't watched it yet, we are going to talk about Loki episode 4, not like a full episode, obviously, or a a full podcast on it, but just just some thoughts. Really, I just want to talk about the ending. I mean, we can talk about the whole show, but I really... Just the ending? Well, I mean, we can talk about the whole thing, but can we start at the end? Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's this, uh, so um, I just discovered, and today's Thursday? I don't even know what day it is. It's Friday? What day is today? Thursday. It's Thursday. Um, so it's the day after Loki premiered. I watched it yesterday, and I just found out earlier today that there was a mid-credit or end-credit scene, so I had to go back and watch it. And I was blown away. I was like, oh, my gosh. So in this episode, our Loki, Tom Hilson, gets disintegrated by the TVA. Only we find out at the, at the end credit scene is that he was, it does look like he was disintegrated. It looks like he was transported to a, a world, a destroyed Earth, because you can see the Avengers Tower in the background. Like all the buildings are crushed and mangled together. Um, but he's there, and he's confronted by four other Lokis. And what made me giggle with glee and happiness was that one of the Lokis, played by Richard Grant, who's a fairly famous actor, is dressed up in the comic book accurate Loki costume. And once again, Marvel goes out of their way to show the people that have been crying about the original costumes how ridiculous they look on screen. (laughs) They did it with the Vision and Scarlet Witch. They did it with Captain America in First Avenger, and now they're doing it with Loki. But I was so happy to see him. So you have, and he's an older Loki, because Richard Grant's an older man, uh, dressed up as a comic book version of Loki. Then you have a a young young boy Loki holding an alligator Loki. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have a Loki that, I watched some videos on this, Alan, I'll be be honest, I watched some videos on this. Um, the, The Loki holding a makeshift hammer, it looked like he made it himself. They think is boastful Loki, which I have no idea who boastful know, Loki is, yeah, but that's okay. what they call them. So um, yeah, so I was shocked because I really thought he was disintegrated. I thought um, they were setting it up for Tom Hilson to retire being Loki, and this woman playing Sylvie would be the new Loki in the MCU. Um, and they might still do that, but um, yeah, Tom Hilson Loki still alive. So yeah, Jonathan uh, texted me and he's like, "So do you think this is the end of Loki?" I didn't realize that Jonathan didn't see the end credit scene and i'm like oh you know i don't know if tom hiddleston's contract expires i thought he just been like loki in general i didn't realize that 
you didn't watch like the, the end credit stuff and so that's why my my answer to you was so vague i'm like i don't know how would i know well, thank god it was vague because if you had spoiled the credit scene for me i would have been mad <laughs> if you were like if you knew what i was talking about i'm like no he shows up at the, at the end credits with the other locals i'm like what <laughs> yeah that's why i was a little bit confused i'm like oh i don't know his contract maybe maybe he'll he'll sign on board but i, I don't know maybe this is it for him that's funny yeah, but man, this so Loki episode four. I am enjoying this. I I will admit, I think I definitely like it better than Winter Soldier. I mean, not Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah, it was called that. Uh, Falcon Winter. Winter. I I do like it more than that, and I do like it more than WandaVision. And I think it's because each story, each episode is moving the story along very nicely. You know, I remember in WandaVision where it just seems like there were a lot of, a lot of ups and downs and more questions than answers. And, you know, I think the last two episodes with everything just kind of revealed itself. Uh, Winter Soldier, I, it was good. I'm not saying it was bad, but I, I think Loki, the way it's written, is done very well. Uh, each 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 contained story is just very entertaining to me. So uh, I'm really happy with this. I think it's benefiting from its small uh, episode count because it is out of the three series so far. It's got the shortest amount of episodes. How many so- were Winter Soldier? I thought that was short too, wasn't it? That had eight. Oh, did it eight? Okay. I believe it had eight. And then, uh, yeah, Loki's got six. And WandaVision had ten, I think, right? WandaVision was uh, several weeks. Yeah. So uh, I think it's benefiting from the short number of episodes. Yeah. And um, they're just getting to their story very, very quick. I mean, but there's so much going on here. I mean, this episode really blew... I'm kind of glad we weren't doing theories because this episode probably would have blown all our theories out the window or mm-hmm. maybe confirmed some. I don't know. But, you know, it seems that these timekeepers were – and I think they were – they turned out to be robots or androids, whatever you want to call it. But they, I think they were purposely made to look – because I, I, when they when they show them, like they look like Disney animatronics that you see at the, at the parks. You know. Yeah, I mean, I got I got like Wizard of Oz feels on this one. Right, right. Except we didn't get we didn't find out who the wizard is. Yeah. Um, I'm more inclined to think now that Kang's behind all this, but again, I don't know if they're gonna introduce Kang into this. Um, I'm sorry, WandaVision was nine episodes, and uh, I, yeah, I'm really I don't know what's going on, and I'm hoping that everybody they quote unquote disintegrated winds up on this planet because that would mean Morbius Mobius is still alive. I'm pretty right. sure he is. I would, yeah. He's got to be alive. There's no way he goes out that easy. Yeah, I, I was just kind of like, the thing is, when they disintegrated Loki, I was, I said that to him, like, oh, there's no way he goes out like that. But then I'm like, well, you know, he kind of went out. He went out early in Endgame, and I mean, it was a noble death. But it was, oh, you're right, Falcon Winter Soldier was only six episodes. I feel like these six episodes are going by quicker than Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. The pacing of this one's is, I, I enjoy it a lot better. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, binge it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the show. What <laughs> if, what if the main bad guy is just another Loki? Another and, Loki. And he created the TVA for some reason. I don't know about that one. I do, I do remember when we did Loki one. Actually, you're the one that said that you felt the TVA were the there, there were the bad guys. You kind of called that like right off the bat. So that was pretty good on you. Yeah, I thought maybe Mor- Mobius was a uh, Loki. I forgot he was a Loki. Oh yeah, I, I like Mobius's character. I, I like him what a if, lot, actually. What if there's like this ultimate? Because there's so many Lokis, right? So what if 
there was this ultimate Loki that, you know, maybe he beat the Avengers or he beat Thanos or something. And he creates the TVA for whatever. Well, I don't know what his master plan is, but it has to do with keeping him alive or making sure his life turns out okay. Hmm. And that's well, that's why you have so many Lokis banished to this planet. Um, and why he went after Sylvie. Because remember, Sylvie's like, why did you take me? And she's like, I don't remember. Maybe he was trying to take all the Lokis. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Lo- Lokis are the ones that thwart his plans. So the more Lokis that he could get you know, they get he gets rid of, uh, the better chances whatever his grand scheme is going to be is going to be successful. Yeah, so I won't be surprised if it's Kang. I won't be surprised if it's some kind of master Loki. Um, yeah, I can't think of who else it could be. But you it's, know, de- I- it's definitely setting up the, the future of the Marvel Universe and the different movies. Yeah, you know, when I was thinking about this, remember how, like, on uh, at the end of... Oh, gosh, what was the movie where they where we first met Thanos in, in the Marvel Universe? It's like it was an end credit scene. You just see the back of his head, and he turns and it he was, smiles. It was Avengers, wasn't it? Was it Avengers? I mean, that's what I'm feeling we're going to get with Kang. Like, like we're not going to really see until the, like the very, very end. You're going to see Kang turn to the screen. and you know, Because I, I really doubt that they're going to introduce a main, a main, main villain for these movies on the Disney Plus show. Like, as, as, like, this is, he is, like, the mastermind. I just have a hard time believing. I mean, it can happen. I just find it odd to to do something like that where a lot of people probably don't have access to Disney Plus or, or, or is watching this show. Okay, and, and I get that reasoning, but then you're saying, because we know that Kang's in the Ant-Man movie, they're going to debut the big baddie in the, in the Ant-Man movie? And that's coming out February 17th of 2023. Why not? Because it's Ant-Man. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want well, to didn't put they it, allude to I mean, Ant-Man, Ant-Man makes good money, but it doesn't make, you know, it's probably money makers. The two Ant-Mans are probably on the lower end of, of all the, of all the Marvel movies. But there was a scene in the, in, I think it's in episode one where supposedly like when they look out the window and they see like this big TV world, whatever, that it, it actually takes place in the quantum realm, you know? And so that was a connection there. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just I, I don't know because they're saying that that's Kang's Chronopolis, his city. Mm-hmm. Is what they're calling it. Um, I don't know a lot about that. And the funny thing is, I had watched a video about the time keeps on, and they were showing some of the comics that were associated with it. I'm like, I have those comics. I read those comics, and I have no memory of any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of the timekeepers. Maybe they did that to me. <gasps> <laughs> All right, so uh, the lowest. Why do they have forty nine on here? They have forty nine movies on here. That's Marvel. Oh, oh, they include Spider Man and all. All right, so the lowest grossing Marvel movies. Um, we'll just go MCU movies. Thor only made four hundred forty nine million. Only. <laughs> okay. Why have Matrix under? Why do they have the Matrix under here? Oh, they just listed superhero films. All right, I don't like this. A list, and then Ant Man one was five hundred nineteen million, and then Iron Man one was five hundred eighty five million. Hmm. So yeah, that's not bad actually. Thor is the only one that didn't make half a million. Is it because Ant Man is the only superhero that's from you know the last decade that's still going forward? Uh, well, Thor's still going forward. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but their storyline is completely different, though, isn't it? 
Thor's? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Thor. If they're going to make him part of the uh, the next wave of what's happening. Uh, or if they're just going to keep Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah, see, so, I mean, we're, you and I were texting this morning. I think this is Marvel's way of just reintroducing new people to play this like the same character you know i mean yeah. at this point you can say okay now now's the time we can re- we can replace thor we can replace ant-man if we wanted to we can bring back our own iron man you know because they did it a little bit in comic books where you know they replace hulk with somebody else and they replace iron man with somebody else so well they're bringing up the she hulk they're you know they're they're doing uh iron heart they've already replaced cap they can replace Loki if they want, mm-hmm. and and basically it's it's about contracts because they you know the more the more they play these characters the more money they make, so you know, right? Let's let's phase out you know let's give instead of paying Tom Hilson all these millions of dollars that appear again we'll just pay female Loki less. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know I gotta tell you though uh, that dude Tom Hiddleston has has really grown on me, <laughs> really grown. Yeah, I like him a lot. I, I was not a big fan. I, I've been on record before. I mean, I, I thought they were okay, but uh, I, I I bought the two films uh, through Apple, and I've been watching them. I was like, wow, these are actually pretty good. <laughs> which, which, which two films? Uh, uh, what are you? Uh, Far from Home. No, no, the, the oh, Jesus. I'm mixing up Tom Holland and Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Oh, you bought the two Spider-Man movies? I did. <laughs> and how I was Loki in those? <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was elusive. He was a yeah, variant. He was, he was real good in those. He was, <laughs> he was pulling the strings, right? Um, yeah. Well, wait, Tom Holland's just growing on you now? I've loved that kid since Civil War. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's only now that I, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's oh, actually pretty good. <laughs> wow, I love Tom Holland. Hills yeah. is good, too, though. Uh, he's he's fantastic. I I'm really sad to think that if this is his last deal, you know this this TV series, and like he's not in the movies anymore, I'm gonna be really bummed because this is the first time we've actually really seen him truly shine, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed if this is the end for him. Oh well. Um, one more thing I want to say about these shows. Did you see that they they made slight changes to um. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see did you see the video of it of the changes? I, I didn't see it like through the actual show, but I saw some video online. Dude, it's it's Doctor Strange's silhouette, right? I, I don't know. I thought it looks like to me. So the changes are for some reason they change the color of some pine trees, which I don't know what that's about. So in, in the scene uh, the camera kind of pans over the lake and the scenery into the home. We, we, you know, where we see Wanda sitting on the porch. I think in the beginning, mm-hmm. before you go into the house and you see like which Wanda doing her thing. So, what it looks like they did is for some reason they changed the color of some of the pine trees, but they also added in like a shadow that seems to be hovering. To me, it looked like it was going toward the cabin, but a lot of people online saying it's. Covering um, above the cat, the cabin. Mm, I, I got it. It was going towards. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, and to me, it looks like a Doctor Strange silhouette because I feel like I see the the cape and all that. So I wonder if there's just going to be a scene where Doctor Strange finds her at the cabin and maybe they have some kind of confrontation or something. See, I thought you- it. I thought it'd been cool if you know how uh, female Loki was dropping those little 
time bomb thingies. Yeah. The fact that she, you know, we don't know where those things went, but how cool would that be if one of those things went into the WandaVision world and reset something over there? Oh. See, oh, my thought was that since WandaVision is using the dark, since WandaVision, since Wanda is using the dark hold, that that's something that Doctor Strange could like send or like put an alert out into the into the universe, like if hey, if someone's using this these spells in this book that is an evil book, you know, I get an alert, like he gets a text alert, he gets a notification, <laughs> and uh, he he just flew over there. Maybe he doesn't know it's Wanda. Maybe he just knows that someone using the um. The dark hold. And we'll yeah, see but why? The- why change it all of a sudden? Why? Why do this? This? Why do the change right now? Not like before. Oh, I think because they're they're filming Doctor Strange now, and Wanda's in it, and maybe they just someone. Well, oh, but did you really cool have if- to add that to that scene? I mean, is is it going to change Wandavision in any way? I mean, you know, did Lucas have to destroy the the original trilogy? No, but he did. Wow. Did Greedo have to shoot first? Yeah. I mean, did Han? Have- no, wait, how's it go? Yeah, Hot Shot first. Did Guido, Guido have? Did Guido have to go McConkey? I mean, that, that was added like three months ago. Like, all right, for no we're reason. done. <laughs> we're we're done. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, we got uh, a new it's... listener, or maybe we have an old listener. But I just found out they're a listener. Oh, yeah, it's my nephew Jet. What's up, Jet? Jet, shout out to Jet, Jet boy. What's up? Yeah, so. uh uh, my nephew Jet lives in Florida with my brother, obviously, and his, his the rest of his siblings. And they were driving up to New Jersey, and, and I just saw them early this week, and he told me that he was listening to the show on the way up. Aww. And he liked it. He even suggested, gave us some suggestions for some show topics to you about, and we might uh, do one or two of those suggestions. And I saw him yesterday, and he said, Uncle John, when is your next show coming out? No, he goes, can I have a sneak preview of your next show? I said, yeah, I'd love to give you one, but I'm not sure what our next show is about. So, oh, well, um, you know what, dude? A- ask him for a recommendation, and we'll uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I'll definitely let him know when we publish this one because nice, it's nice when uh, the family listens. Oh, yeah, and this yeah. is great because the kids the kids 12 years old, and the fact that he loves a show where where two old men talk about old things it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, maybe he just has nothing to compare it to. <laughs> Uh, anything else? That's all I got. Oh, dude, you posted uh, a little drawing oh, yeah. from J. Scott Campbell. That was a pretty little, sick. No, not J. Scott Campbell. Oh, did I get that? Oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. You got it all wrong. Everything I you know, said there. Dude, I'm it so wasn't hungry. a little drawing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as I said on the show uh, last year during a uh, pandemic, one one of the few, if only, bright spots of the pandemic for me. Well, during the pandemic was um george perez had opened up his his himself for commissions and i got a nightwing commission and i loved it and i posted on instagram and it's awesome and it's the first commission i ever got it's first framed artwork i ever had and um i was looking at it and it's an original nightwing costume and i said to myself well i need one of a more current costume and if I'm doing that, it can only be drawn by Mr. Scott McDaniel, who drew uh, the original Nightwing series for, gosh, years. Um, he also did Batman. He also did a bunch of other things. Um, so he actually finally opened up commissions. And his turnaround time was awesome. But he opened up commissions maybe a month ago, a little bit more than a month ago. And I jumped right on it. 
and um, I ordered a convention sketch with inks of two characters. I got Nightwing and Spider-Man together. And um, I had great communication with him. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I had great communication with him. He, 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 he emailed me back when I asked for my commission just to double-check what I wanted. He asked me questions. Um, and we, you know, we talked, we, we had some personal conversations about where he lives and stuff like that. Just a really, really great guy. Um, so when he sent it to me, I opened it up and he actually upgraded this from a sketch to a vignette. A vignette has more of a background to it. And it was gorgeous. Alan. I, the first thing I did was like stare at it for like t- 10 minutes. And then I texted you and told you I got it. This thing is gorgeous. You've seen it. It's it's so first of all, his inking is so flawless. I feel like I I, I looked at him like it almost looked like it was printed from a computer. Like his you've got to see this thing up close, dude. His you know when we learned how to color in the lines in kindergarten. He he had to have gotten an A because <laughs> the ink work on this is amazing. Um, and it's it's Spidey and Nightwing and. It's just a gorgeous drawing. If you haven't seen it, go to my Instagram account. Um, it's uh, Mom's Basement Collectibles on Instagram. And it, it's just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm still, it's, it's almost a week later, I'm still flabbergasted by it. And I, I, I have to go get it framed so I can hang it up next to my um, George Perez. Um, but now I feel like I got the itch. I wanna, I like, I'm like, oh, I want to buy more commissioned art from people. <laughs> so I've just been looking online like, Ron Friends does them, and like, oh, he he created the black costume with Spidey. I'm like, oh my god, I have to get a black costume Spidey now. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at all these different artists that I like, and, and just... I can draw your black uh, costume Spidey if you want. Yeah, you're out. I can yeah. draw it too in the dark. I was gonna say I was gonna do black costume Spidey in the in at nighttime. Yeah, so it's it's a really great commission. I I am again, I am so happy, and and I very thankful he upgraded it to a vignette. Um, the background he grew, you know, he drew. Look at the picture online. I can't. My words are certainly not going to be able to to describe it. Um, Mom's face collectible on Instagram, collectibles. Um, it's just gorgeous, dude. Awesome. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Nerdemy Podcast, Instagram, Nerdemy, Twitter, Nerdemy Podcast, YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. If you have iTunes, please rate and review if you can. And uh, that's it. Till next time. Martha! Martha! Please. Please. <laughs> Please.